0: May the grace and mercy and peace of God our Heavenly Father be with each one of us here this morning and forever as long as we live. Amen. For this uh, Good Friday, so. with the text for corresponding to the the Friday and that time when Jesus was crucified. I'm going to read from the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 18. That's uh, uh, St. John's uh, Gospel. And I'll read uh, starting at the first of chapter 18. Maybe 19th, two, probably two chapters here. So quite a bit of reading, but we'll uh, read the story and pray that God would open it to each of us, make it real for us, and uh, applicable to each of our lives. John 18 when Jesus had spoken these words maybe I'll I'll read the last the last verse of uh, chapter 17 too or the last couple verses Jesus is uh, praying to his father let's see I'm not sure Actually maybe I'll start at uh seven, chapter seventeen uh it's hard to, it it all ties together so it's hard to know where to where to uh where to start and where to stop, but uh maybe I'll just read from the twenty fifth uh, verse of chapter seventeen. Jesus is praying to God. He says, O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me, and I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Cedron, where there was a garden into which he entered, and his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus oft-times resorted thither with his disciples. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh hither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Then asked he of them again, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he, if therefore ye seek me. Let these go their way, that the saying might be fulfilled which he spake, Of them which thou gavest me have I lost none. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it, and smote the high priest's servant, and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into thy sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Then the band and the captain and the officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away to Annas first, for he was father-in-law to Caiaphas which was the high priest that same year. Now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door without, then went out that other disciple which was known unto the high priest, and spake to her that kept the door, and brought in Peter. Then saith the damsel that kept the door unto Peter, Art not thou also one of this man's disciples? He saith, I am not. The servants and officers stood there who had made a fire of coals, for it was cold, and they warmed themselves, and Peter stood with them and warmed himself. The high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I spake openly in the world I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple, whither the Jews always resort, and in secret have I said nothing. Why askest thou me? Ask them which heard me, what I have said unto them. Behold, they know what I said. When he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by Jesus, stood by, struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Answerest thou the high priest so? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why, why smitest thou me? Now Annas had sent him bound unto Caiaphas the high priest, and Simon Peter stood and warned himself. They said therefore unto him, Art art not thou also one of his disciples? He denied it, and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, being his kinsman, whose ear Peter cut off, saith, Did not I see thee in the garden with him? Peter then denied again, and immediately the cock crew. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early. They themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said, If ye were not a malefactor, would we would not have delivered him unto thee. Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him, and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, and called Jesus, and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. But ye have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will ye therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers plotted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again and said unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you, that ye may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man. When the chief priests therefore and the officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate saith unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid, and he went to the judgment hall, and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee, and, I have, and have power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee, that's the greater sin. And from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king, speaketh against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment hall in a place that is called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover, and about the sixth hour, and he saith unto the Jews, Behold your king. And they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified, and they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went forth unto a place called the place of a skull, which is in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him, on either side one and Jesus in the midst. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. This title then read many of the Jews, for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Then said the chief priest of the Jews unto Pilate, Write not the King of the Jews, but that he said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and made four parts, to every soldier a part, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. They said therefore among themselves, Let us not rend it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which saith, They parted my raiment among them." and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things therefore the soldiers did. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleophas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar, and put it upon hyssop, and put it to his mouth. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he gave up his head, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. The Jews therefore, because it was the preparation, that the bodies should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and brake the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus they saw that he was dead already and they break not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bear record and his record is true and he knoweth that he saith true that ye might believe. For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled a bone of him shall not be broken. And again another scripture saith they shall look on him whom they pierced. And after this Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night. And brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. Then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen cloth- clothes with the spices, as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new sepulchre, wherein was never man yet laid. There laid they Jesus. Be- <coughs> there laid they Jesus. Therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day for the sepulchre was nigh at hand. Amen. Because there were many events that led up to the actual crucifixion of our Lord. Uh, yeah we have the Palm Sunday before that where Jesus rode into Jerusalem uh, <coughs> he rode as a as a, as a king uh, on a at the foal of an ass and the people spread their coats and their and, uh, palm leaves on the street that, you could, uh, that the, this young uh, donkey would walk on them and uh, we also had that uh, what they call the Last Supper, which was just before this, where where Jesus gathered with his disciples and uh, had our, had the that Last Supper, where Jesus of course broke bread and and uh, and they gave them the wine to drink, which we celebrate with the communion that we remember that and then after that they they went to that garden of Gethsemane and Jesus prayed and we know that during that last supper Judas had had already made plans to betray Jesus but but he left in the middle of that supper and and went to uh, to betray, to actually betray Jesus they went to that garden that said that uh, each of the different gospels gives a little different angle and some details are included in one gospel and not in another um, But we know that Jesus prayed, Uh, he prayed that if it were possible that this cup would pass from him. Jesus had had even told the disciples before that he was going to die, he was going to be put to death and they, they, uh, I think they were in denial, they they really didn't understand and none of us would have understood either, no doubt that Jesus knew what had to happen but but as humans we we tend to uh, have very little understanding and, and quite often we we will be in denial even if even if someone tells us directly from a credible source a lot of times we we just can't believe certain things and and uh, that's how these disciples were. there were some like Peter who were were very bold naturally. Were, Peter was a strong, strong, bold man, and and uh, he was pretty sure that he would be able to to protect Jesus, and he wasn't going to let these things happen, even though Jesus said that they had to happen. But we see the weakness of the of human flesh in all these things. We see that the when they were in the garden and Jesus was praying, he he asked them to to watch and and to uh, to pray with him. But we we uh, the Bible tells us that they they all fell asleep. Every all the rest of the disciples fell asleep while Jesus was in such agony in prayer. He was tormented so that. Uh, it said that his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood. I've heard that even naturally it is possible when people are in a great, a great uh, torment or uh, uh, agony, as he was, that uh, it, it's possible for for the blood to to come from, right from from your skin as as sweat, and uh, of course Jesus only 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 God. And Jesus knew the, really the depth of of everything that he had to suffer in taking on himself the sin of the whole world. But I believe that that really was the start of, of his torment and his uh, as Jesus before also said that uh, that he would be three days and three nights as Noah was three days and three nights in the valley of the whale Jesus would be three days and three nights in the uh, put it in the heart of the earth that he uh, I think that started in the in the Garden of Gethsemane there, where and then uh, shortly thereafter he was uh, he was physically taken by the the priests and their their cohort of of armed men. These people that came with their lanterns and, and weapons, torches, and uh, they came to take him by violence. They they didn't need those weapons. Jesus gave Himself up willingly, without without a fight. And we see that a few different times that that Jesus Jesus went willingly to this crucifixion. It wasn't it wasn't that the world, of course, Jesus being God, the world couldn't have power over Him unless He allowed it. Even himself, and, and also, of course, it says in another place that, that he could have called legions of angels to to uh, overpower these men easily. But uh, Jesus went willingly to, to crucifixion and to pay for all the things that we lack. This group of chief priests and Pharisees, they came. It says Jesus. Jesus knew what was going to come. He says, "Whom seek ye?" And they said, "Jesus of Nazareth." Jesus said, "I am He." Another place that says that Jesus, that Judas uh, came and kissed Jesus. That was the custom of greeting and. Uh, and that was an agreed sign that that Judas would go to to Jesus and kiss him, and that Jesus called him friend. Jesus was, was never willing to to condemn anyone, even even Judas who who betrayed him. Jesus still had called him friend at the time of betrayal, and uh, Jesus is willing that 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 all would be saved and that that we would all be his friends. But unfortunately, many people, probably most people, reject him and, and everything he's done. These people, they were, no doubt, came, as it said, with weapons. They were probably all worked up and expecting some kind of a big fight. And uh, when Jesus just said, I am he. That uh, let the, let everybody else go. Don't uh, you can take me. Just let the rest of these people go because uh, he didn't want anyone else to have to suffer along with him. And there was prophecies. This uh, this book of John it, it mentions some of the prophecies that had to be fulfilled. It says. And the ninth verse, that saying, that that the saying might be fulfilled, which he spake of them which thou gavest me, I have lost none. That that Jesus, he fulfilled all things, and and uh, nothing was nothing was lost in what he what he did. But Simon Peter, he still, as he, as was his nature, he was he was very bold and impetuous, and he he drew his sword and smote the high high priest's servant's ear, cut off the, the man's ear. Jesus said, "Put up thy sword into the sheath. The cup which my Father hath given me, shall I not drink it?" Jesus had to do it all. He didn't he didn't need Peter's help, and. Uh, in another one of the Gospels, it tells us that Jesus healed that man's ear. He, he, uh, That ear that had been cut off, Jesus uh, put it back on and healed it so that, that there wasn't any damage there. So the band of the captain and the officers of the Jews, they took Jesus and bound him and led him away to Annas and Caiaphas, which were the high priests. Caiaphas was the one who had had said that they should it was expedient that one man being Jesus should die for the people and and there, that ended up being a, what they call a double entendry Caiaphas had thought that in killing Jesus it might solve some of these issues they had and but it uh it was necessary that Jesus die but but uh, it didn't solve any problems for the for the Jews naturally because uh, Jesus also of course rose again and uh, the Jews <coughs> were very much caught up in, in their their humanness and the hypocrisy and the political games that they were playing they were so focused on that that they they really uh, couldn't see God's will. But we, we know that many times God's will is done even in spite of the things that we do. The things that we do that that are contrary uh, can end up, as it says, that all things work together for good. To them that love, love God, that... Uh, that even, even people who are doing things trying to fight against God, God can still use it to his glory and to, to do the, the things that, he, that need to be done and, and to f- fulfill his prophecies uh, th- from throughout the Bible. We see that Simon Peter. Although he had been chastised for using a sword, he still he still had enough boldness to follow Jesus. He wanted to see what was gonna happen. Earlier on Peter had made a promise that that he would never deny Jesus. And he was here Peter was bound to, to follow that through as much as he could. Jesus had told him that that uh, Peter you will deny me in fact fact, you're going to deny me three times not just once but but before the cock crows we we know that uh, typically very early in the morning the cocks the roosters will start to crow and Jesus had told Peter earlier that when Peter was so vehement that he would he would follow Jesus to death, that he would never deny Jesus. Jesus quite uh, simply told Peter that, that before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. Peter, of course, uh, wouldn't believe that, but, uh, but we see it fulfilled here. And Peter followed Jesus and another disciple, which uh, was likely John. Of course, John wrote this story, and it was pr- John a lot of times talks about himself in the third person. He he says he calls himself that other disciple or the disciple that Jesus loved or or uh, or whatnot. It's kind of the way John talks about himself in his in his book. So uh, I think it's quite likely that it was Peter and John that followed that followed Jesus and they kind of stood back to just see what, just to see what was going to happen. And we see that uh, this damsel, a young lady, said to Peter, "Art thou? Art not thou also one of this man's disciples?" And he saith, "I am not." That was the first time Peter denied. He he just just flat out, said that, "No, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I'm not that man's disciples." But it was a cold night, and there was bunch of servants and officers had a fire. They were warming themselves by the fire. And we see the Peter too. He was, he was cold. He was, he was human just like any of us. So he, he tried to get close to the fire to warm himself. Then the <clears throat> it goes back to the high priest that was uh, asking Jesus of his, of his disciples and of his doctrine these uh priests they had they had really taken view this, and they didn't have anything really concrete to for reasons they they uh even as humans we can see that probably in ourselves and in our kids a lot of times there will be some kind of an argument and there's not really a whole lot of basis for it and uh a lot of times trying to blame someone else and and, uh, because we don't really have a real good reason for our own argument or fighting we try and pass the buck on to somebody else and and that's the same thing these priests were were getting into there they uh, were trying to convict Jesus and put him to death and they didn't really have anything too solid to go on, so they were trying to dig up some kind of some kind of uh, accusation against him Jesus didn't really give him very much to go on he, he told them that he had preached open that we know that he had for, for several years, he had preached uh, every day just uh, traveled to every city, and and there was probably hardly a person in in the whole uh, area that hadn't heard Jesus preaching. So it wasn't it wasn't hard to to know what he had taught, and and uh, and that. But still, they were asking him. Jesus says, I, I ever I speak openly in the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple. In secret I have said nothing. And then he says, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil, but if well, why smitest thou me that, that he he kind of puts it back in their face that uh that if you're, that's the, st- the standard procedure for, for any court. We know is that there has there should be accusations made, and that they should be concrete and clear. So Jesus says, say say what it is that you have against me. If I've spoken evil, bear witness of it. If well, why do you smite me? But they they couldn't really they could they didn't really have a solid accusation, but they they still hated him. And uh, we see how that, that happens so often. I think it was Winston Churchill who said that, that uh, the first casualty of war is truth. And, and that is so often how it is that our human nature, when things uh, are, go wrong, the first the, a lot of times the first thing is that uh, there's there's a breach of truth. Someone tells a little bit of a lie or something that's not quite right, and that starts the ball rolling and other people other people uh, say and do things that are wrong and it just escalates from there, whether it was this crucifixion or or any war or, or any fight between two people usually there's a certain amount of uh, falsehood involved and Jesus tells them why don't you uh, if I've spoken evil why don't you say what it is and uh, they couldn't do that so they that just made them even more angry here we see then it goes back to Peter again and and Peter had, uh, after Peter had denied Jesus three times, immediately the cock crew, the cock crowed, the rooster crowed, and Peter heard it. And I think it must be another, other. Uh, book, it says that Peter went out and wept bitterly, that he, he realized what he was, his, his inadequacy and his, his weakness. Peter went out and wept bitterly, but it also says that, uh, that Jesus looked on Peter, Jesus saw what Peter was, and, and he had compassion for Peter. Jesus knows our weakness, and that's the whole reason why Jesus had to go to the cross, is because of our inadequacy. So we see how the, the priests and the Jews, they took Jesus from the hall of ju- their Hall of Judgment and they brought him to Pilate. Pilate was the Roman leader there in Jerusalem. And, and the Jews had a certain amount of authority to, uh, to judge people by their law, but, but these Jews, they wanted to put to Jesus to death and they didn't have the authority to put him to death. Uh, they could have gotten a lot of trouble from the Romans if they put someone to death So they they brought him to Pilate and they wanted to try and convince Pilate that Pilate should be the one and the Romans should be the ones to, to put him to death Of course they go back and forth here and Pilate is trying to figure out what uh, what's going on Pilate immediately sees that they don't really have a case against Jesus. They they, they don't have anything, any uh, accusations against Jesus whereby he should be put to death. And uh, but yet, Pilate also sees that the Jews were were really worked up and and it was part of Pilate's job to keep the peace in the city. He, Pilate wasn't, uh, wasn't supposed to let there be any uproar, so, so he was kind of in between a rock and a hard place there too, because on one hand he saw that Jesus was innocent, and on the other hand he, he had to somehow keep the, the general Jewish nation satisfied So he, Pilate questions Jesus, and, and Jesus says here in the thirty-six, "My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight? That I should not, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from that, from hence." We know that Jesus, the kingdom of Jesus is within people's hearts it's a, it's a spiritual kingdom it's not a it's not a physical kingdom it's not a kingdom that that we should uh, prosecute um, as it says with the sword to uh, to kill people there are many religions in the world that that do that who try to convert people at the edge of a sword but Jesus, the Kingdom of God isn't that way. Jesus, Jesus calls us and, and invites us and, and Jesus is the one who has done it all for us in Christianity. Uh, kind of sums up his his kingdom here in the 37th verse he says to Pilate thou thou sayest that I am a king to this end was I born and for this cause came I into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice this is Jesus' purpose was to bear witness unto the truth the truth was uh there's a lot of different aspects to truth but, but uh, that's the essence of Jesus is, is truth Je- Jesus is also called the word of God which is even from the beginning the, the, the first part of Genesis we, we hear about the word of God and the word of God is truth it, it uh, is, is complete truth Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. People who are seeking truth they will hear Jesus, and it'll it'll resonate'll it'll, it'll answer with them. The people who are not seeking truth, it says men men love darkness rather than light. If people are not seeking truth, then jesus won't if Jesus won't answer, and they will hate him and that's that's where these these priests found themselves. It's kind of a polarizing uh, message that Jesus has. Either people either loved Jesus or hated him. There is even to this day there's very few, very few people who, if 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 any people at all who are just ambiguous about Jesus. They, it either it either incites love or hatred. You can see that even widespread in our, our society today there's much hatred of of christians and uh, christianity even in even in our uh, our country here the people who are fighting against truth they they uh, they don't just allow it they 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 will fight very very with everything they have against it This is probably one of the. Pilate says, "What is truth?" That was a a great question he had. The embodiment of truth standing before him, and unfortunately, Pilate didn't know he. He was, uh, I guess, like a lot of a lot of people in the world. He was he was just lost. He he didn't know what truth was he had uh, somehow worked his way into this uh, position of authority but he didn't know what truth was but he couldn't find any fault with Jesus he, he tells the Jews that he says I find in him no fault at all we yeah. Uh, he tries to, to to placate the people. He says, "You have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will you therefore that I release unto you the King of the Jews?" And they cried, "Not this man, but Barabbas." That this one says that Barabbas was a robber. I think another place it says that for sedition and murder he had been. Barabbas had been put into prison. He was a Barabbas was a violent very undeniably evil man and we, we see how these these people when they are fighting against truth they'll they'll go to any length to have any any amount of evil propagated as long as they're as long as it's fighting truth and these that's what happened to these people they they were so against Jesus and hated him so much that they 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 would even ask for this Barabbas who was, was just a just you might say the worst of the worst that they would release him and, and kill Jesus so Pilate thought maybe he could maybe he could satisfy them by by scourging Jesus Pilate took Jesus and scourged him Pilot himself wasn't the one, but he ordered it done. The Scourging was was a, a, a whipping where they they would uh, have a, a a stick with uh, with some leather thongs and, and uh, chunks of uh, bone or metal on the ends of the of the uh, the leather, and they would literally beat the man within, just within an inch of his life until there was, uh, till they didn't want to kill him, but they, they would beat him until he was pretty near dead, and that's what the scourging was. They did that, and they and they humiliated him. they put this this uh, crown of thorns on his head and a purple robe, and they mocked him, calling him the king of the Jews, and they smote him with their hands the uh, Yes, they, they submitted Jesus to every, every form of humiliation, everything that humans can do to degrade and, and uh, humiliate and, and to uh, subjugate him. This isn't a new thing. We know that the, the Romans were a cruel, uh, very harsh society, and, and they did this to other people too. And people from the beginning of the world to the end, uh, human nature the depravity of it is is uh, is incredible when people don't have God. People are not nice of themselves but uh but god can can work thankfully in in people to allow us to do good So this is what these people did they Scourged him. They, they put this th- crown of thorns on his head and robe. They mocked him, and they brought him back to Pilate, and he set Jesus before the people again. That didn't satisfy the these Jews. the The chief priests they they wanted him dead. They weren't gonna. They weren't going to be satisfied with anything less than death, they wanted his blood. And they cried, crucify him, crucify him. So Pilate said, take him, take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The other, other uh, book says that he, Pilate publicly took some water and, and made a show of washing his hands. Which was kind of a, a hypocritical thing to do because on one hand he said, "Go ahead and kill him," and then he tried to wash his hands and say that I'm not, I'm not responsible. It's he, uh, another characteristic of human nature, me and all of us, I think, is, that, is this hypocrisy that to try and do or say something that's totally wrong and then say. I'm not. I'm not responsible. You see, Pilate doing that. The Jews answered, "We have a law, and by our law, he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God." And then Pilate <coughs> sounds like he. Pilate. Pilate did have some misgivings about this. I can say he didn't. He didn't know what to do. He was. On one hand, he tot- did totally want to kill Jesus. Uh, in the other gospel we also hear that his wife had, had some type of a dream where, where she she saw that uh, that Jesus was a just man, and, and she warned Pilate to not to or to leave him alone. Pilate had had some warnings about this, and. So he did have some misgivings, but then he was also afraid of the of the Jewish people. And we see again he was no stronger than Peter, although he was the 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 Roman leader there. Pilate was no stronger than Peter. He he gave in too. He he gave in to the crowd and the mob and Pilate's trying to convince himself, or 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 maybe impress Jesus with his power, his natural power, when he he says to Jesus, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee, and I have power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that hath delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. <coughs> This is one of the probably one of the most monumental statements in the bible Jesus first Jesus everything jesus said was was so completely true that that Pilate really couldn't say anything against it. Jesus says, "Thou couldst have no power at all against me except it were given thee from above." course in the natural hierarchy Pilate had no power except that the Caesar gave him the authority but we know also that God was even above Caesar and over all things so the Jews are trying all kinds of arguments they're, they're trying to pit, pit uh, Pilate against Jesus Saying that if 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 he wouldn't kill Jesus, that he was not uh, dedicated to Caesar. So they brought Jesus down to this uh, place called the pavement, and. It was a preparation for the Passover, with the sixth hour. And Pilate is, starts to, to be clear that Jesus is the Jews' king. He, he, uh, he says to the Jews, Behold your king. They were vehemently opposed to this, but, but Pilate for whatever reason, is convinced that that he should call Jesus the King of the Jews. So Pilate uh, delivered delivered Jesus unto them to be crucified and they took Jesus and led him away. Uh, We know that it was also actually the Roman soldiers under Pilate's direction who who took Jesus and of course there was a crowd of Jews and various other people that, that went along. But they took Jesus and, and as the as the the tradition was that the, the the condemned man would bear his own cross. Some people think it was the whole cross or some people think it was just a cross beam that that would go on to a that his arms would be nailed to, that he carried. But one way or another, Jesus had to carry his own cross. And they went to this place called Golgotha, the place of a skull where they crucified him, and two others with him, one on the either side, and Jesus in the midst. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And he wrote it in three languages that were the common languages. So almost every, probably, probably everybody that was literate could have read it in, in uh, Hebrew and Greek and Latin were the three main languages in the area. And the Jews were still arguing. Don't they said, "Don't write the King of the Jews," but that he said, "I'm the King of the Jews." And Pilate answered, "What I've written, I've written." We see how even this Pilate, who was not a not a godly man, how he he still had been imparted with some some understanding, and and that that God's will would be done ultimately. He didn't just give in to these Jews, but but he wrote that that Jesus was the King of the Jews. So the soldiers nailed Jesus to the cross, and they they uh, they took his garments and they parted them. They gambled over them to see who would get what, and and. Uh, cast lots for it who would, who would get his he had a one piece garment that they cast lots for it they didn't want to ruin it so so we see that even human nature of these soldiers but that also fulfilled prophecy that uh, the Bible that it had been prophesied earlier that that his uh, his his vesture wouldn't be would be uh, torn or, or uh, it, would, it would stay in one piece and also that they would cast lots for it and there were standing by the cross Jesus' Jesus's mother and his mother's sister Mary the wife of Cleophas and Mary Magdalene and Jesus saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, that would be John. He saith unto his mother, "Woman, behold thy son." Then saith he to the disciple, "Behold thy mother." And from that hour that disciple John took uh, took Mary into into his own home. I'm sure, there's a lot more in this that I, I don't see or. Understand when Jesus says to behold thy mother or behold thy thy son. And Jesus was says that he thirsted, and they, somebody put a, a sponge full of vinegar, gave him a, a sip of that. It, Probably wouldn't really give any any uh, great relief, but uh, that's what they did anyway. So it says, after Jesus had received the vinegar, he said, "It is finished," and he bowed up. He bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Here we see that that. Although the Romans nailed him to the cross and the Jews had condemned him and all this, that it was actually Jesus who who gave up his life himself. He gave it up willingly. You know, we see that uh, that he died a lot earlier than the others. It was uh, if they would have just left uh, left. Uh, Without their legs broken, quite often these these men would would last for days on the cross before they actually died. But we see that Jesus laid down His life willingly for us, and that was all part of the plan. That uh, that it wasn't the power of the Romans or the Jews or or the hatred of the people that could actually kill Jesus, but but that it was His love that that brought Him to that place the other gospel it says that he uh, he cried out my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me we can't even imagine or understand how it is that, that Jesus being the son of God being God himself was able to be separated from God the father and the pain that it would have that it would have caused, as he took the sin upon the whole world upon himself, and of course we know that God, the Father, being completely righteous, can't, he can't abide any sin, and for that he was separated, was separated from Jesus. We don't know how it, how it was that, that Jesus was able to take that sin upon himself and, and how he was able to overcome it through death. These things we, we can't understand. We know that there's a, par- a lot of parallels between the Old Testament um, sacrifices, how through the shedding of blood, sin was purged and that Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice. He had to give his life, shed his blood for our sins. Somehow he had to take upon himself all those things that we deserve, that death that we deserve. And we, we still will experience natural death, all of us, but, but Jesus experienced more than that in that he was also separated from God. the soldiers came to see how, the, how these uh, crucified men were doing and they found that Jesus was already dead so they didn't break his legs and that fulfilled another prophecy that not a bone of him would be broken. But one of the soldiers pierced his side and there came out blood and water and he that saw it bear record and his record is true. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night, and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. This is quite interesting that uh, I believe it's another place that tells us that the this tomb where Jesus was laid was was built by Joseph Joseph of Arimathea was a rich man physically naturally he had a lot of money and he had had a a, a new tomb cut in the rock that had never been used and so it was his, he uh, decided to to volunteer that that tomb that Jesus could use it. There's a lot of parallels with that, but but I think one is that that Jesus was the first and only one to to uh, be able to die for for the sins of the world, and and he he needed a new tomb. He wasn't. He wasn't doing something that other people had done before, and it's also interesting, and I don't know what the significance is, but this Joseph and Nicodemus—they were both highly respected Jews—and who had both—they both both had secretly followed Jesus and uh, believed the things he he said, and and. and here we see that, for some reason, they were the ones who, who after Jesus died, took the body and, and uh, you might say, gave it a respectful burial, as uh, as he deserved. We see the, the Christian church is made up of, of just a huge variety of people. There's there's uh, like you see most of the disciples were, were poor and unlearned people just very common men and there was a few that were like Luke was a physician and Matthew was a tax collector and then there's a few people who like Joseph and Nicodemus that were, were, uh, had higher statures they were highly educated and, and well to do and that's how the Christian church is there's people from all walks of life who end up believing in Jesus and everybody has a place that, that they can fit in and, and do what they can do for, for Jesus so they took Jesus and they, did his body they wound it in linen clothes with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden and in the garden a new sepulcher. wherein was never man yet laid. There laid they Jesus because of the Jews' preparation day for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. So that was Friday night. They, we know that the, the Saturday was the Sabbath day that was the, the Jews' day of rest and no bodies were supposed to be on these dead bodies were not supposed to be out during the Sabbath day and, and, uh, and of course at the, the, the time of the Passover was a, was a special holy time for, for the whole Jewish nation but uh, we we see that this Joseph and Nicodemus, they even to touch a dead body was uh, made a person unclean, and and probably a lot of the Jews would have, have tried to to not uh, have anything to do with it. But, but we see the love that they had, that they they uh, they took to this body and they they wrapped it up themselves. And uh, <clears throat> put it in that sepulcher, for so that all things could be fulfilled. And that's where Judah stayed there for for the weekend. And uh guess hopefully, maybe on Sunday we could we could go into the resurrection, maybe. But this time, it was a time. At, at this point, there it was a time of great sadness. I think we can't even really imagine. Um, probably most of us who have heard this story over and over again, we get kind of desensitized to it. But uh, these, all the people who had followed Jesus, it was <clears throat> Jesus was really their only hope. They. Uh, they trusted that he was going to be their savior, and they they had believed the things he said. But but now he was dead, and they were they were in hiding. They were in mourning and in, in fear. And that's uh, on the Friday. That's that's kind of where they that's where they stayed. They didn't. Uh, they didn't know what was going to happen, or how, or, or where they were going to go from there. They were persecuted by the Jews. They were persecuted by the Romans, and and their Jesus, their Savior, was uh, was dead. And, and so I think it's good to to just uh, keep in mind that. Uh, <coughs> Without Jesus that's all we have. We don't really we, we can't have any hope. We can't have any any assurance of the future without Jesus. So we can have hope that I guess I'll I'll mention that that Jesus did rise again. the third day it says which would be the Sunday morning he, he did rise again and and their hope was uh, was renewed at that point but for today I think it's good to just remember that that without without Jesus we don't have any hope and uh, therefore we need to hope in in what Jesus has done for us through this is a uh, dying and through his resurrection. May, may God bless the reading of his word to his glory. In Jesus' name, amen.